What's going on, everybody? Oh, my God. We keep going through this. I'm going to go through multiple intros. It's okay, though. Welcome to Glitchcast, episode number two. That beautiful voice that you hear is our lovely guest, Dan. Hello. Dan, tell everybody who you are. Uh, my name is Daniel Carranza. Oh, five foot, five, six-ish, you know. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and I'm the new head of co- director, sorry, director of content for the Atlanta Rain. Which is, if people don't know what that is, do you want to explain? Oh, yeah, we're an Overwatch League team. Uh, so I manage all the content for the team. <laughs> so, dude, I got to ask, like, right out of the gate, um, how do you get a cool job like that? Because I know, like, speaking from experience, <laughs> me and Kingsley have applied to Ubisoft here in Winnipeg, like, several times. Oh, I applied to Ubisoft, too. Yeah, I got yeah. denied. Yeah. Apparently, I wasn't experienced enough, but... See, Kings, I told you. So. They are looking for crazy experience, which they're not going to find in the city. <laughs> like, But, yeah. I, like, so, so I meet... Like I meet the requirements that they're asking for, but yeah, I don't know. But Dan well exceeds it. Like the story that you told me was I also insane. wasn't qualified enough to work at Henry's cameras. So <laughs> I, there's that too. So but I can work um, an owl. So yeah. So how do you how do you get a cool job like that? Uh honestly, my start came from just being diligent on Twitter. Um my first job was last year in esports uh with Toronto. And I, I knew the CDL was starting up, so I kind of just kept my ear on the streets, I guess, and was just like, you know, all these teams are going to need content people. So I just kind of really paid attention to who was hiring, and uh, Toronto came up, uh, Florida came up, Seattle came up, a bunch of teams came up, and I just applied to all of them. Hope for the best. Yeah, <laughs> no Toronto doubt. gave me the shot. So. Yeah, and so you create all their um, video content and highlight reels and. Yeah, Toronto was a little stuff. less involved. I was just a videographer and editor, like on a lower scale. But uh, now I'm the head of content, so I'm kind of in charge of everything. Wow. So slowly transitioning into getting me actually in control of everything, but it's uh, we got one video down, so it's cool. All right. Yeah, I watched that one today. Great job, by the way. Thank you. So are you, are you going to have like people under you that are also kind of like working with the rain to like make their um, content look the best it can be? I'm going to be totally honest with you. I do not know yet. <laughs> We're kind of just in the process of getting me down there and like actually working on stuff. So I'm going to try to get that done first and then we're going to worry about everything else. So Right. So you are moving. So do you currently you live in Winnipeg right now? Yeah, I've lived in Winnipeg for another like year and a half now since uh, i left toronto right right and how did you meet um dj here um i think through daryl <laughs> they used to work my brother daryl used to work at Foot Locker with him and then yeah we 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 go pretty far like not pretty far back but like i've known daryl which far. is dan's brother yeah pretty far <laughs> like i work with daryl at Foot Locker, um and then like i've always had some communication with dan um, and like, I, we're not best friends by any means, but like, we've always been in oh. conversation. We've always had fun. Well, no, it, I, I mean like <laughs> best friends in regards to like, we, like, we've never fully like, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like we could have a conversation about anything and it would be totally fine. Cause we're totally chill on everything that we talk about, but we just That's don't talk true. every day. That's all it yeah. is. But had we probably talk every day, dude, we would be really good friends. Just like they're oh, yeah. bo- both Daryl and Dan are so easy to get along with that. 
the first thing I ever remember with Dan though, and I'll say this, I one V two his brother yeah. in, in, uh, advanced warfare. That's like one of the only things I ever remember, but I will yeah, say this was probably, that was BS. We were playing. <laughs> he's split he's just sad. Cause I won 40 inch TV <laughs> and I had little brother controllers. So it didn't even work. <laughs> so. You heard it here first guys. The, the guy who knows everybody in the CDL, I beat him. I beat him and his brother. Um, So going back to uh, your involvement with esports and the rain, um, do you have any cool stories working with the Toronto team? Um, And as well as the story behind the jersey in the Ziploc bag hanging behind you. (laughs) Uh, The jersey is pretty recent. So you guys can see it right here over my shoulder. Uh, it's a Celtics jersey. Um, my whole family is like Laker fans, so we absolutely despise the Celtics. I would never put another like team's jersey on me. So, <laughs> yeah, I bought a random mystery box with a signed jersey in it. Turned out to be a Celtics jersey. Oh, Probably no. one of the oh. saddest days of my life. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's it's just kind of tacked on the wall because we had a bet with my one of my best friends. We did this together. And I don't think he's even gotten his jersey yet. So I'm pretty sure I got scammed. But um, yeah, we have to display it in our houses for, for life. So it's it's for on my wall. Life. It's tacked. I haven't gone around to getting a frame. I really don't want to get a frame for it. So yeah. <laughs> I think that. it looks good the way it is. It, like, it's I definitely think it looks a conversation okay starter for sure. It's actually funny because like I never look at it unless like I'm streaming and then somebody's like, nice jersey. And I'm just like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's really not. It's like a slight jab at the team. Yeah. Just disrespectful enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for even as long as I've known you, Dan, and as many conversations we've ever had, there's two things that I found out about you very recently that I, I didn't quite know. Okay. Um, first one being uh, uh, comics. I did yeah. not realize how big into comics you are, which is crazy because I'm probably <laughs> the one that's most into comics out of all of our friends. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been into cons for a long time. I actually didn't, I had no money obviously. So I was a, I was a child, <laughs> but like I always read comics through like, uh, like whether it be like Marvel, I can't even remember what the subscription service is called. Like the $5 a month thing where you can read as many comics. As oh, you want. I had that yeah. for the, Marvel the free Unlimited. trial. Yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. Cool. That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. So I had that throughout high school and it would just be like $5 for my parents that I just buy that instead of buying like the $5 comics. So I've, I've read comics for like, a long time but since i have money now it's just like i can actually buy them so i've been buying the runs that like from like 2015 2016 that i really liked do you have a favorite like your favorite run of them um your favorite superhero 2016 spider-man spider-man spider-man, spider-man. Way. see yes, man we would literally be best friends <laughs> that's what i'm saying but miles morales spider-man oh that's cool though i'm, I'm done <laughs> you do like hip-hop you do like hip-hop so it yeah, makes sense yeah, yeah. fits into the vibe the other thing is we've had conversations uh, about, I don't know if I can say it, but a specific owner in the CDL that we both um, admire very, very well. He's been in the game for a long time and I know you've talked, I, I don't want to, I don't want to out <sighs> anybody, but I know you've, you've talked about how you've had conversations that he was trying to poach you to come to his team. I never uh, really realized how big you actually are 
in that scene until I started <laughs> looking at your Twitter following, your Instagram following, and you made me very jealous. I'm not going to lie. In a good way. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is actually a funny place. I don't have many followers on Twitter because I haven't used it in so long. But like the people that do follow me are all like verified and stuff. It's it's kind of weird. So yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, Hex was like kind of like a big ins- inspiration for me. So just getting to talk to him, I can't talk about the the last part you said, but uh um <laughs> just getting to talk to him and uh I think I talked to him in Atlanta. That was like our first conversation. I like I passed by him a bunch in Minnesota when we were in like for there for the uh opening weekend. And I, I never had the ball to talk to him. I just walked past him like a few times looking at him like, uh, and I just walk away. But like Atlanta, I was like, okay, we've done the the video on Huntsman. And like, so I have something to talk about now. So I walked up to him and talked to him about that among other things. But yeah, it was super cool meeting him. Yeah, that was, that was a pretty shocker to me when I was like, oh my God, okay, Temp follows him. Literally the entire <laughs> ultra team who literally just won stage two. Yeah. <laughs> follows him and are congratulating. They're like, Dan, great, like great job. I'm so glad. So happy for you. That was a, that was a big moment for me that I was like, oh, holy shit. Okay. Dan is, I always <laughs> knew you were very good at your job. Um, especially like that first Toronto defiant, video that you guys did man mm-hmm. you've known me i've been a huge overwatch fan f- since it came out it's yeah. the game i love most all my friends can attest um man that video i watched it again the other day it gave me like chills <laughs> oh it's so good so yeah, good that was a great one so it's a mike only he did most of that that guy's a genius too i was gonna ask you if we weren't in covid would you be attending like the events with the rain? Like, would you be with the, them at the big esports arenas? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's part of my job. So I like travel with them and shoot all the video stuff on the road. Oh man. That's going to be so sick. Yeah. We got like two trips in for Toronto and then, then COVID hit. So everything kind of backed up. Right. Right. And yeah, you know, all of our jobs on this podcast have definitely been affected by COVID. So it's such a bummer that, you know, you get this really cool new thing and, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. well, I can't make it as fun as it could be. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, because uh, I got lucky when I went to Las Vegas, I got to go to the HyperX esports arena. Mm-hmm. And I can just imagine you going to some of these big esports arena around the world with the rain. Yeah. Like, what an experience. Yeah, LAN is so fun. Just like the environment. Everybody's like a big nerd for the esport there. And it's just like, it's so fun. Right. Um, Mac, have you ever gone to an esports event like that? Uh, well, no. The only thing I've seen was competitive um, Smash Brothers at HyperX there. <laughs> oh, my Just God. Like we went what they were playing. When MLG was still around, we went to MLG Anaheim. And Ooh, those Anaheim. are small in comparison to what these new events are. And that alone was like, it was Call of Duty Ghosts. So it was very boring to watch. <laughs> but being able to meet like people that you're like, oh man, I literally watch you on YouTube all the time. Like I met Midnight, which who follows you on Twitter. And that alone was like a big <laughs> thing for me. I was like, man, I met her like 10 years ago. And like, I, I followed these people for so long. But yeah, being able to see like, Man, Scumpy and Nade Shot was there when Nade was still playing. Uh, that was the complexity era. So that was mm-hmm. like Crim and Karma. Man, the hype in the environment is is unmatched. Like I would say, even in a, a regular sporting event, I don't even think it's matched. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, Lan is Lan is special. It's it's crazy. Like I don't think you can only really 
like think about that if you if you've been to a land it's just it's nuts sports i find and mac we've kind of had this conversation in the past too of how i'm myself am starting to transition away from sports a little bit more and more into esports because i i have more of a passion towards it and i get a chance to sometimes very very rarely but sometimes play with people that I almost idolize and people that I watch where you have a chance to play against these people. Like I I'll say it, but yeah, when I killed Tim and courage in, in call of duty, like that was a big moment for me. That was cool. I'm never going to go shoot hoops with LeBron. I'm never going to play catch with Drew Brees. Like that's not going to happen, but the chance that like, even in overwatch, like getting into those top 500 games and playing with people that like I, I watch and, and man, it's just, it's a cool feeling. And like, you can't get that in regular sports. Yeah. And to piggyback off of you, our buddy Brandon uh, was killed by Dr. Disrespect one time and they clipped it on stream so we could all watch it. And to <laughs> us, that was the coolest thing that could ever happen to us was getting killed by like a top level streamer, right? You just kind of starstruck almost like, holy shit, it was like the doc and they murdered them too without a thought. It was awesome. Yet, yet Dan's out here just having lunch with methods. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's pretty crazy. Like, I actually got killed by Dr. Disrespect too in, in H1. And it was oh, like, really? the scariest moment in my life. Like I was in a building and I, I sucked at that time because I that was my first ever like uh keyboard and mouse game. So I was just kind of figuring everything out, like looking down at my keyboard every two minutes to see what I was doing. And I was in a building and then I just remember like the prox chat. All here is like, I hear you inside. And I was like, what <laughs> the I was like, no, 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 no. So I hid and then he found me, stomped me, and just left. <laughs> And it was it was the scariest thing I've ever experienced in my life. That's good. That's I'm six degrees from two people now that have been murdered by a doctor. That's pretty <laughs> cool. I never thought I'd know more than one person. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what what kind of games are you into, Dan? Like, what's on your uh, regular rotation these days? I know I've dropped in on some uh, Valorant streams where I forced you to play LMG. Unfortunately, <laughs> my apologies. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to get into Valorant just because, like, a lot of my friends play it. Uh, play a little bit of Apex, um, Overwatch a lot with my friends. Uh, not much else. Just like Call of Duty. I, I play whatever. It's kind of just float around. Yeah, I think we're the same way. We're just whatever the flavor of the month is. Like, I know around here, it's definitely been a lot of Apex, Call of Duty, obviously. Um, Al's been trying to beat The Witcher. And that's a long, long process. <laughs> try, try. No, I, I have beat it. I'm beating it again. <laughs> nice. Oh, Jesus. I love that game. Is there something about like an Overwatch or an Apex that draws you into it, Dan? Is uh, just the competitive nature of it all? Yeah, I've always just been like a hardcore like FPS player. Like Daryl and I had like the original Xbox and we started on like Halo 2. So we've always just played games like that where you can just kind of be better than somebody and like let them know about it that's kind of always been our thing so yeah just like growing up with halo call of duty all that stuff everything fps is like really fun to me and i just like getting like i like getting better at things so i suck at valorant and i'm really trying to get better <laughs> and it's just it's so fun and rewarding when you like actually start hitting shots instead of whiffing everything so good <laughs> what's your placement in valorant i haven't even played a rank game <laughs> like just, at all? no not at all no if you had to ballpark where you would land where do you think you'd go uh, what are the ranks against like 
it's like iron bronze silver gold probably like somewhere around like maybe gold low plat if okay. i if i had to like that's a that might be a stretch but i think it's i think it's so you classify accurate. yourself as an above average gamer always always <laughs> <laughs> the only person to believe in yourself is you yeah that's, that's how, how it's to always got to work yeah yeah Very. better the better than me I, I think i'm a silver or bronze in valorant <laughs> easy but you're yeah, you're I an above average there. player in call of duty though al oh that's that's a completely different type of game though Sort of. Uh, Valorant, is, Valorant is literally all f- like actual aim and flicking on the people. Call of Duty, you can spree as much as you want and still get a kill. Oh, I don't know. Tell it to Shroud. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Shroud is really good at Valorant and all that. He's just a beast. He has natural aim. He's insane. Uh, and then Call of Duty, anyone can be good at Call of Duty. There's somebody that's quite creative dan and your your job is content creation where do you come up with new ideas is it really like kind of what's hot in the market or uh you always got to keep an eye on what everybody's doing especially like the bigger orgs obviously like the hundred thieves the the optics um the shock even though they don't really put out anything like you kind of always got to pay attention to what's working for them and also like nothing is ever going to work for two people the same way uh so you gotta it's it's a really big mix-up i actually have a notebook of stuff that i just like randomly wake up and i'm like that'd be a good idea and i write it down (laughs) so like it's it's always just like it's always on your mind so especially like being a creative in esports being creative is already like a 24 7 because like ideas pop in and out and then esports, everything's 24-7. So like it's another cycle of just being always there and like present. So it's a lot of like being on Twitter, a lot of scouting, a lot of thinking what kind of personalities you have on your team and kind of working towards that. And uh, if somebody was looking to possibly get into this industry, do you have any suggestions on you know places they could look for inspiration or somebody they could reach out to to get advice? Or maybe just to learn. Um, yeah, like uh, one of our chat in the Twitch chat, they want to steal your idea notebook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but like money. I, I have no idea. Like, where do you even get started to go down this road if you want? Honestly, for me, so like, like I said, we've grown up on Halo, Call of Duty. I've always been very close with those games. So watching content from like Scump and them, um, I've always been into it. And then when Vision came out, that's kind of when I was like, I can do something like that. Like, I, that's something I'm really interested in. Um, like, I guess right now, if you have to start fresh, like, go to your favorite game. If it's a competitive game, even better. Uh, you just go to your favorite team, see what they're putting out, and just, like, kind of start learning. I'm a big fan of saying I'm kind of a student of the internet. I don't really have a degree in film or anything like that. I actually dropped out of university to do this. <laughs> so, like, just kind of being diligent on the internet like you can learn a lot i learn everything from youtube stuff like that and just watching past work and especially like vision because that series was huge just like learning how to storytell from that was like a big thing for me yeah and i think you know you hit on you can learn most stuff from youtube right like that's been my teacher when it comes to 
editing videos, um, editing yeah. sound. Uh, I think we're very lucky that there's people that take time to make a quick 10 to 30 minute video to, you know, teach us a new skill. And uh, Kings, I think you had mentioned there's um, like these quick online courses you can take as well. I, I don't remember what that website was called. Yeah, you were showing like, us. In, in my job, like all I do is learn and either through YouTube or um, we have a program at work called Udemy which they offers like five to $10 courses and they'll walk you through literally university grade courses. Um, like I, when I was in college and finishing up my diploma, um, like I was asking my coding teachers being like, Hey, this is kind of what I'm learning in this course. How does this pertain to our course that we're in now? He's like, Oh, you probably actually learn more from that course than you do in my course. It's like, <laughs> Oh, well that was a good $5 spent. So like, especially in creative stuff, like Dan hit it on the head, like YouTube has got so many tutorials, um, but there's always like Udemy, lynda.com. There's tons of free, free learning stuff and really cheap learning stuff too. Skillshare is a good one too. Skillshare? Skillshare is like the one thing I know of that uh, does online courses. So Skillshare, if you're looking to sponsor us, the Glitchcast, it's uh, <laughs> weekly episodes. We're, uh, we're open to sponsorships. Um, so you, I, you mentioned Scump. Um, I won't ask you about a team because that's really not fair. Uh, but who's your favorite like content creator? Uh, in general or like specifically Call of Duty? In general, like, or if you got a couple, like if you got one for Call of Duty, one for Valorant, whatever. Mm-hmm. In COD, I might be a little bit biased, but I think like Zinni, uh, our methods, like I think he's really underrated. He's got a lot of potential, but uh, Zuma in that space too, he's like really good at just getting people hype. I think he's one of my favorites, like in general right now. Other than that, I think like, who do I watch on Twitch? Uh, I watch XQC a lot. Just, <laughs> just fun brainless activity all day i did so. not expect that one i did not expect it but yeah he did is you see, pretty ridiculous did you see the picture of xqc dressed up as doc that doc posted today yeah i did <laughs> that was pretty good <laughs> i like that one yeah but yeah like content creation for me is like it's always just a filter like when i go on twitch i actually go through everybody i follow before i actually commit to like watching one stream so like I'll get on at 2 p.m. see who's streaming, go through everybody's stream, and be like, uh, probably like this today or something like that, and just leave it on for the whole day. Now, do you like um, when it comes to like Twitch stuff? Do you like smaller streamers? Do you like the big ones? Like you say, you watch XQC, but are there any kind of smaller ones you lurk around in? Because I know for me personally, I don't know what it is, but I like tossing follows to people that are like around the 10 to 15 viewer mark. Cause it just, you just see their face like totally change. Right. And it just yeah. like makes their whole evening. Uh, it's, it's fun. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of the smaller streamers I follow, like I know them personally. So I'll always try to like pop in whatever I can, if I have time, like, and it sucks. Cause like you can't be in multiple places at once, but I, I wish I could <laughs> just like in everybody's stream. <laughs> but yeah, like everybody that even people that started streaming like this year, just cause of COVID, like it's, it's great to see everybody that I know, like just, kind of turning on a stream every now and then it's pretty cool is there anything you're really gonna miss about winnipeg uh. <laughs> I, I see two heads shaking and uh, uh you know for me I'm, I'm a really big family person so like it just sucks that i can't bring my whole family with me because like i don't know if you guys know but like we all live together still 
and I just live at the house. So yeah, it's just like, it's always a different vibe when I'm just by myself. It's kind of weird. And I'm, I'm like used to having a big family. So usually just family, but other than that, I mean, how often do you get to live in another place other than home? Right. So yeah. It's true. And as cool of a city as Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Toronto was pretty cool, but I don't know if I liked it that much. Honestly, you. Oh, really? You you won't. I'm. I'm, I'll see you about Atlanta. (laughs) Yeah, Atlanta. You're gonna have. You can just pop into those Disney movies. You know, just hey, Avengers. Hey, guys, I'm here to uh, shoot some content with you guys. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy. So yeah, I don't know about missing stuff in Winnipeg, but yeah. (laughs) Do you have a Do you have a tentative date for when you're going to Atlanta, or just kind of when the visa clears? Uh. I have to give an estimate right now, probably like two, three weeks. And how's that process in COVID doing the whole visa and all that? Uh, apparently it's supposed to take a lot shorter. It's, it's been like a few weeks already. So uh, I don't know. It's, it's like stressful, but also I'm not really doing any of it. So I don't know why I'm stressed, but it's just kind of <laughs> there. So yeah, the, the people over on the rain are like taking care of that for me. So oh, not great. too crazy, but yeah. So I, I did a bit of research and I found who the parent company of Atlanta Rain is. Um, they also they also own another very famous Atlanta esports team, yeah. uh, the Atlanta Phase. Are you yeah. going to be doing any content with them, or you're strictly just? Oh, uh, we kind of like share staff. We we all work together. So um, I know like uh, Jarrell, he's my boss. He's kind of the head of both teams, and yeah, like every meeting is kind of together we're all kind of together they're all in the same building so i'm sure sometime they'll call me over to do some stuff but yeah so what you're no saying clue. is you're going to become best friends with our cities and sick and, <laughs> and, and you're going to try and get that ring on your finger if they make it all the way i get it i get it i get it <laughs> yeah um, i mean i'll try <laughs> That is kind of cool that you have the opportunity to work with multiple teams potentially. Your main team, I'm assuming, is going to be the Overwatch team, right? Yeah, that's it's uh, that itself is pretty cool. But like the fact that you're you're maybe going to be able to work with multiple teams is even better. And I guess it uh, it, it would also open up more opportunities into different esports if that were the case, right? Uh, probably, yeah. Um, obviously, I'm trying to take it like one step at a time, but like. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the room for growth in Atlanta is a lot bigger than what I had before. Um, mm-hmm. How do I say this? Like, I'm just not going to say <laughs> that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Atlanta's been great so far, and uh, I'm happy with everything that's been going on so far. It's been really good. So I'm kind of, you know, Kings is actually the one that introduced me to the whole Overwatch League and everything, but... So do the rain have like do they have a Valorant team? Do they have like a CSGO? It's just team? a Call of Duty and Phase. Oh okay. or, or like Call of Duty and Overwatch. Gotcha. Which yeah, phase and rain. Right. The good thing about going to uh an American like esports team is it just opens up way more opportunity. Uh like esports will grow faster in United States than Canada ever will. Mm-hmm. Uh like it's it's so big down in the States, it'll just open up way more doors for you in the future um and like I'm, I'm assuming atlanta will also grow to multiple teams and not just the cod and overwatch league 
I'm sure it'll eventually I'll hop into uh, the Valorant. And if it's through your organization, I'm assuming you would also have an opportunity of working with those teams as well, right? Yeah. Anything that the, the team has to offer, like I'm pretty sure it's open to me right now. So it's, it's a cool opportunity. I know I, yeah. when I was hopping into the CDL, I had a couple options to go to the States, but I just kind of as a first time thing, I wanted to keep it within Canada and just kind of, grow a little bit first before actually trying to grow a lot <laughs> if that makes sense Which is like, fair. yeah that was yeah. kind of my big decision making going to toronto last year because i had a few different opportunities last year any of them that you can talk about or um minnesota was close oh uh, florida was very close and then uh it, it kind of came down to florida or toronto and uh yeah, the, the Canadian factor, and I was honestly going off, like, CDL Intel leaks of rosters because I didn't want to <laughs> ask, like, hey, what's your roster during, like, interviews? <laughs> yeah. But, like, I knew that was going to be a big part for me. So when I saw, like, Methods and Looney were going to probably be two that were going to Toronto, that's when I was like, it okay, is. yeah, I'm probably going to head there just because there's more personality and, like, obviously that works better for me. So mm -hmm. that was kind of my decision process. And obviously keeping it in Canada was like a bonus. So that's fair. Uh Zinni's a pretty big name in the the Call of Duty league. So and like I, I'm pretty sure he has one of the biggest personalities too. Funny funny to listen to, funny to watch. Uh yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> probably yeah, I would have probably picked the same thing too. Yeah, but it was kind of it was kind of crazy doing the interviews for that because like like I said, like a lot of the people haven't announced rosters or anything you don't know staff you don't know anything i was just kind of interviewing for the the content spot so yeah it was it was a little scary but yeah <laughs> worked out is that a very is that a super intimidating uh interview process um toronto was it was very corporate um for lack of a better word i guess um so there was a lot of interviews with a lot of different people it was like one person at first and then two people. And then I think I ended up talking to like four people in the end. <laughs> so oh, wow. it was kind of like working my way up the scale. But like the first one, I remember ending it and being like, uh, I don't know. And then the second one ended. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And then the <laughs> third one happened. And I was like, holy shit, I'm getting kind of close. Like <laughs> this might be like possible. And then the fourth one was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have this. Nice. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, it was kind of intimidating up until the last one. Um, but Atlanta was totally different. It, I can, it's very, it's much more of a gaming org, you can tell. So like everything was a lot more relaxed. A lot of it was through Twitter DMs, which was kind of crazy. Discord and not like Zoom or anything like that. So yeah, it was a lot less intimidating. So, yeah, I feel like I did better in the interviews for Atlanta than Toronto, but yeah. Where's, where do you want to get to? Like, where's, what, what's the dream? Cause you're, you're in a spot that people would, this like, you're going into a dream for a lot of yeah. people, but like, is this the end goal for you? Mm, I mean, there's always room to do other stuff. There's always room to improve. Um, for, I tend not to focus on like way too far in the future. Just because like that can bite you sometimes in esports and content. So uh, my main goal and like dream right now is to just revive 
the content and socials for Atlanta. Like, I just want to be a team where they're like, yeah, they, they're really good in, in the Overwatch League. I just want to get them back to that. You know how you do that, right? Torbjorn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You, you should know all about the history of Torbjorn <laughs> in the Atlanta rain. And if you don't, I will gladly teach you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that should be a part of our, our plan. Yeah. I'll write that down. Hold on. It's going note. into the book. Torb. Torb. <laughs> yes. This is a picture of Torb. Oh, this is the notebook, Just, by the way. It says, it says Kanye not. it's my main atlanta rain notebook right now so torbjorn got it (laughs) note taken (laughs) he's just he's gonna scratch it out later though he's gonna be like that That guy's an idiot just uh (laughs) scratch that one off (laughs) that's uh it's a very cool though yeah it's pretty exciting i know mac was kind of curious on um, with with how Overwatch is transitioning and it's going to become Overwatch Two, are you excited for Overwatch Two? I mean, yeah. The more updates and content the game gets, it's been a very stagnant couple of years. Obviously, the people that play Overwatch know that there hasn't been much new, aside from since like Echo was added, <laughs> yeah, and like broke the game for a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, uh, the more content that i can utilize in game the better because like it's just easy easy videos so yeah i'm really excited Um, and i'm i heard a stat that like even though it's been stagnant the player base has gone up a lot which is very exciting to see going into the next game because like if everybody transitions into that properly then it could like bring it back to where it once was you know do you think Overwatch 2 might bring back some of the pros that have left? Because there's been a lot of pros that have left to Valorant or just retired, and mm-hmm. you know quite a few of them. Um, do you think that might bring some of these people back? Uh, it depends how Valorant grows, I feel like, because a lot of them did leave the Valorant. Um, yes and no. I think it would give a lot of opportunity for new people to start more than old people coming back. Just because like the old talent was kind of very one-dimensional, now that like the the two 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 cues are happening and stuff like that, like it kind of even though you have a limited amount of each role now, I feel like it made the game like more complex because like there's there's less you can do and more skills you have to have. So that's a big part of it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. I, I know. I know it's a tough question because you can't speak for other people. Well, but what do you yeah. What do you think about those? Um, like the whole PVE side they're adding to the game, like giving the, cool. the missions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good way to get like casuals more invested into the game. You don't have to throw somebody into quick play and then they get like toxic out of their mind and then never want to play again. They can <laughs> just go play PVE. Then like, okay, I'll hop into quick play then okay, I'll hop into competitive. And you kind of just hope that's how it plays out. So, I mean, yeah, the more content you bring to a game, the better. The, the more it keeps people on the game, the more it brings new people and older people back into the game. So all for it. I think that's probably a pretty good spot to kind of end the podcast for today. It was, uh, it was pretty exciting having you on, Dan. Um, 
I hope that you enjoyed your time with us and that you uh, hopefully want to come back in the future. Cause it's, <laughs> I'm excited to hear how this transition into Atlanta is for you and getting into the full content creation swing of it. Cause like I said, I've said this from the beginning. And when you told me this, I'm really proud of what you've done. Um, and it's really exciting to see you grow as a, as a creator, as a, as a person. Um, it's been really nice to watch you grow and get to where a lot of us want to go. It's, it's been cool. It's uh, I know that we, we all kind of see it that way and everybody's rooting for you down in Atlanta. And again, uh, I'm going to have to start cheering for them. I'm going to put the Titans <laughs> right on the side and I'm going to, I'm going to also cheer for them, but uh, I, I'm pretty excited. So. Thank you. We're going to, uh, yeah, Dan, where can people find you? Where, where, the ins- um, where's the Instagram handles and the Twitter handles and- at Daniel Carranza at all socials D A N N Y E L spelled weird just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on Twitch as well. Do you have a Twitch schedule? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> 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 kind of just whenever I have time. But yeah, I try to turn it on every now and then for the people. So okay, and same thing, just Daniel Carranza. Yeah, Daniel Carranza everywhere. Yeah. So people go follow him. We definitely appreciate him. If you want him to come back on, you let us know in the comments of the podcast. Um, We're going to transition over on the Twitch side. Again, if you guys haven't had a chance to check out the podcast, uh, the first little bit of our stream on Tuesdays, those are where we kind of sit down and do a little bit more formal podcast style. It's what you're hearing. But then we also do a gaming with the guest. If we do have a guest and we transition over to the live stream of it until they get sick of us and they don't want to be with us anymore. <laughs> so we're going to transition over on that Twitch side and uh, start playing some Overwatch with Dan. Thanks, Dan. See you in the game. <laughs> Thanks, guys.